there you go. Another wonderful podcast by me, Linda G. Robert. I'm your back in the groove again coach, helping you live your best life now so that you can love what you do. Let's get you back in the groove again. Have Have yourself a great day. there, this is Linda G. Roberts, your Back to Groove Again coach with another podcast. This one is all about who are we without our possessions? Who are we really without our possessions and why do we hold on to things? You know, I've been thinking about this so much lately as I go through my, my moves, my major decluttering, and, you know, I shared another podcast that I'm having a hard time letting go of stuff. I had plants in my car, plants that I just couldn't get rid of, and it's not over, right? It's not over because I've got another month and a half of this stuff to go. So who are we, really? Imagine, imagine yourself, um, and, and maybe not imagine you, but imagine a human being Many, many, many years ago, many, 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 many years ago, hundreds, thousands of years ago, a human being that only had themselves and their family, well, eventually they had to protect themselves, so they started building, they started building homes. Uh, habitats, places to, to be covered, to be safe from from the from the different types of weather temperatures that we have, and then, of course, sure they could probably feed off the earth. At some point, they needed to cook things. They needed to cut things. They can use their hands, but it would be a bit messy. Imagine how over the hundreds of years, as individuals, we have accumulated things on the one hand to make life easier, but on the other hand, just because we can. And even people who don't have money will do it because they want to feel like they can. So who would we be without these possessions that we have? So I'm going to try to keep it to me. Who would I be without these possessions? And why do I keep possessions? And, of course, you're thinking, well, of course you got to have some possessions. Yeah, I need a toothbrush. <laughs> I need a, a hairbrush. I definitely want a hairbrush. Oh, man. You know what? We don't need to have a hairbrush that much. Uh, we can use our fingers if worse comes to worse. I know that I'm being a minimalist here, but hear me out. Hear me out. I started thinking of how I would be a nobody if I didn't have things. People have things, right? People have things. People who have worked have belongings. People who don't work still have belongings. We have things. And we seem to 
showcase these things, to sometimes brag about these things, not always in an obvious way, but sometimes in an obvious way. We seem to be, oh, you should see my new this. Oh, you should see my new that. Oh, I just got my kitchen done. Or I just got a new fridge. This is the kind of world we live in. And I'm not saying this is bad, guys. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm saying that we identify with these things in a way to make us feel better about who we are. So if I don't have those things, does that mean I don't feel good about who I am? That's a tough one, right? If I walk out of my house in November with nothing, who am I? Well, I'm going to have some clothes. I'm going to have a few things. I can't lie. I mean, the night I did drive with, uh, you know, some possessions to put it in storage. I, I will have something. But imagine living in a world where you don't have anything, like the homeless people. Homeless people, some homeless people still just gather their things. You know, when we think of bag, bag people, bag ladies, bag men, people who are homeless who have, you know, um, buggies and they carry things in their, in their buggy, we as humans, I think, we identify with these objects. They are ours. And if we don't have those objects, if we don't belong to them and they don't belong to us, then are we nothing? Like, is that what it boils down to? And I know if there are any Buddhists out there, <laughs> we can, you know, this is not really a philosophical type of conversation, but it almost is. Because I think this is part of the struggle that I'm having with getting rid of things is that I feel and I think, mostly because I compare myself to others. I feel that I'll be nothing, that I'll, that I am nothing, and that at least if I have something, like some pictures, I can say, I can use that object to remind me of something else, as if my mind isn't enough. Because, of course, I have all of these memories in my head. Is that enough? Sometimes it's not. Those objects that we have, we keep them because they remind us of something. They can remind us of something that's good, remind us of something that's bad, but we keep objects to remind us that we've had a life, that we've had some existence. And obviously, you know, we, we've, we've had many years, so we've accumulated a lot of things. You know, I'm just thinking of some of the things that I got rid of uh, over the years as I moved. And honestly, I don't care about those things anymore, obviously. It might have been tough at the time. I wrote about that, uh, an article, come to think of it. It was originally in my booklet called The Solution Lady's Guide to Being Newly Single. I changed the name, and uh, you'll be able to find that on my website. But I wrote about how 
some of the items that I was getting rid of reminded me of things, and that's why I was having a hard time to get rid of them. I didn't want to lose those memories. But guess what? I still have those memories. I still have those memories. Now, I may not have those objects that remind me of those things, but when I see something that looks like it or when I hear a piece of music that reminds me of that object, I I feel that joy again or that sorrow again, depending on you know what the memory was. So do I really need to have things? Bottom line, not really. Not really. But will I want things? Yeah, I will. I will want things. And I think at one point, uh, I will want to uh, have an apartment or a house again, like I have now. I will want to have some furniture, like I have now. Uh, but there will be a period of time that I won't have my own stuff. Like when I go to Mexico, I got a I got a furnished apartment, and you know what? That's good. I don't need to have an apartment that's unfurnished. In Mexico, I got a furnished apartment. I got the bed. I got the you know the kitchen. I even got a coffee maker, which is different than last year. Coffee maker, microwave, blender. Woo! <laughs> so things don't necessarily need to be. Hours, although pretending here that the owner of that apartment says, "Oh, I need my blender," and she takes the blender away, and I'm going, "Oh, um, yeah, I guess so," because it wasn't mine to begin with. What would I do? Learn to live without a blender, or I needed really needed one. I would choose to buy one. I would choose buy one because I can because I can and although I may not need to buy a new one I may want to but maybe I don't have to I can go to the thrift store you know how many people give away those things I don't know why we sell new things anymore I really freaking don't Okay, I'm not talking about broken things, things that don't work. Uh, okay, so they can be fixed. But I'm not a fixer. If I'm going to buy something, it needs to be in working condition. For example, okay, because I'm not going to spend the time to fix it. You might, whoever's listening to me, you might do that, but I won't. I don't have to buy it new, but I do want to buy it in good working order. Think about the consumption Oh, I'm starting a rant here. This isn't about ranting. <laughs> this is about <laughs> this is about can I live a life without no material possessions? Now, I am not a minimalist. Minimalist. Minima, minimal. Minimal. Minimalist. Minimalist. I'm not one of those. But I definitely see this. The. Um, the benefit of not having a lot of material possessions only because a lot of that stuff is not used on a day-to-day basis. I got stuff in my basement right now that I haven't used in a long time. I had cans of paint that I kept for five years. 
do I need them? Am I going to retouch those walls now? Not unlikely. That's not going to happen. But I kept them in case I would retouch the walls that I had painted using that same paint. Now I know you simply walk away from that house leaving those cans of paint there. And that's what I'm going to do. Because I don't need, I don't want to choose not to bring them with me. Things that I don't need to worry about. You know what I mean? So, can I live with little things, with little or to no things? Yeah, I can live without a blender. I can live without a microwave. My son's doing it. But to be honest, it's pretty inconvenient. Pretty inconvenient. Can I live without those inconveniences for a while? Yes, I can. Could I get used to it? I probably could. Do I want to in the long run? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. And that's how I'm thinking right now, but who knows? It's just a change of lifestyle, right? I'd have to defrost my things, take things out of the oven, uh, take things out of the freezer. That's if I have a fridge. Of course I'll have a fridge. Fridges we need. Stoves do we need? Well, wait, do we really need fridges? Oh, my God, what a conversation. I guess we can always have a cooler and put some ice cubes in there. Oh, man, no, 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 no. There are certain things that I want to have. And, no, I'm not bringing my fridge with me nor my stove. It's part of the deal. Even though I bought it new a few years ago, I'm leaving it there. That's part of the it's part of the, the sale. The sale. You know, talking about this out loud makes me realize that I could walk away, leave my bedroom furniture there if I wanted to. And even if I experience a little bit of fear going, oh, my God, what would you do? Having all those voices like I shared in another podcast, I could calm those voices down and say, you know what? You don't really need that right now. And if you do, you can always get a blow-up mattress to, to survive. <laughs> or you can always sleep on the floor for now with a few good blankets. Well, not now because I'm going to be staying in a hotel until I go to Mexico. And in Mexico, will be fine. But this is, you know, projecting in the future when it's really kind of pointless at the moment. But all these things that I'm talking about are all things that I'm experiencing as I'm going through this world. Could I live without any possessions? I know I would. I would be able to live without possessions. I know I'd be able to adjust. For how long? I'm not sure. And do I need to? No. I wouldn't need to. I could eventually purchase these things. They don't need to be brand new. I can go to a thrift store and just get them. And eventually, next thing you know, I'm back to the same place. Stuff. I did it before. Right? When I moved to Ottawa in 2007, I came with a carload of stuff. Now, I have to admit, I brought stuff that, why did I bring those things? Big speakers, those big five-foot speakers. Why did I bring those? I couldn't get rid of them. Eventually, 
I was holding on to things in 2007, and when I eventually did have an apartment, yes, I had those speakers for a while until I moved again and I decided to give them to my friend. But I didn't have any living room furniture. I didn't have bedroom furniture. I didn't have any furniture. It, the apartment came with a frigid stove, but for a few weeks I didn't have anything. Eventually, uh, you know, because I told my I told people that I worked with that I didn't have this and I didn't have that, and they said, "Well, I know somebody who's got this, and you can always go to this site." And that's what happened. Eventually, I got a I got a small bed with a day bed, which I still happen to have. And I got a new bedroom set for, well, not new, but new to me, for 300 some dollars. Eventually, I got everything I, I needed. I have a very charitable friend who likes to collect things and likes to ask me, do you need one of these? So I am sure that by the time it's time to find an apartment or to get furniture for maybe an apartment, if that's what I'm going to choose to do, I'll be fine. Hence, you'll be okay with nothing for a while. But it certainly plays on you, right? You know, because technically I'm going to be homeless. Homeless. By choice. For a while. But I don't think I could be homeless for a very long time. It's so interesting what's happening with my with my thinking, my reflecting. Anyways, that's all I want to talk about today. I hope that you are following me, learning about all the different things that I'm going through as I'm moving towards this move. This is Linda G. Roberts, your back in the groove again coach, helping you live your best life now so you love what you do. I love what I do. I love what I do. I'm a coach. I love coaching. I love helping you get your groove back on, live your best life now. I love teaching English as a foreign language. I'm having a blast doing that, too. And, of course, if you want information on any of my services, go to my website, backinthegroovegain.com or lindagrobert.com. Send me an email, back in the groove again, at gmail.com. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, of course, where you're going to see different videos. Though I have to admit, I haven't been doing that many videos lately. But don't worry. I'll start getting more videos up there. Talk to you soon. Have a great day now. Bye. Are you ready to feel good? Are you ready to get back in your groove again? Stay tuned for another great podcast with Linda G. Robert. That's me.